Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. You got Logan Jones and Evan Knowles here on Monday, August 14th, and we've got some cool stories to go over this week. Uh, so we've got scientists achieving another uh, net energy gain fusion reaction, which is very exciting to see coming out of fusion research. Uh, we've got a Louisville startup that's been acquired that we're going to be talking about, and then we've got Neuralink uh, raising a recent round of funding at $280 million. So before we dive into those stories, uh, please just reminder to subscribe to our channels, uh, follow us on our socials at Middle Tech Pod. And before we dive in, we just want to get a quick word from our sponsors. Before highlighting our sponsors, we'd just like to state that the views and content shared on this platform do not necessarily reflect those of our show sponsors. Middle Tech is presented by KY Innovation, the Kentucky Cabinet for Economic Development's Office of Entrepreneurship. KY Innovation exists to support and develop Kentucky's startup ecosystem, and we are proud to be supported by an organization whose mission aligns so closely with ours. If you're a founder building in Kentucky, you need to check out the resources that KY Innovation has to offer. You can find more information by clicking the link in our show notes or going to kyinnovation.com. MiddleTech is sponsored by Bolt Marketing. Take your website to the next level with a website that's built to work. At Bolt Marketing, they're revolutionizing websites for small businesses that are affordable, customizable, and hassle-free. Whether you have a construction company, a boutique clothing store, or you own a hot yoga studio, they have options for you. Click the link in our show notes to explore their marketing options that can transform your marketing and grow your business. And as a personal note, Bolt Marketing built our website and they were awesome to work with throughout the entire process. We highly recommend working with them. All right, so this first story to go over today is an exciting story coming from Fusion Research. And that is the same lab that initially achieved uh, net energy gain from a fusion reaction has done it for a second time. So the Lawrence Liverpool lab has again achieved uh, a net energy gain fusion reaction. So what that means is that more energy was produced from the reaction uh, than what went into it. And so this was done by aiming 192 lasers at a small fuel pellet, uh, which essentially created a, a tiny star for a few nanoseconds. Um, and as with any scientific breakthrough, it's really exciting when you kind of first achieve the results that you're after, that initial breakthrough. Um, but just as important is, you know, replicating those results and improving upon those results. And that is what has happened here with this second test. Um, so we're seeing kind of that same dynamic play out with LK99 that we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, which is that superconducting compound. The first team put out that paper saying, here's what we saw. And now everyone is trying to replicate those results to validate that. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of trouble with that. So when it comes to fusion here, it's really promising to see that that initial test uh, was validated here and they were able to achieve that um, net energy gain for a second time. There are a few things worth pointing out about this, uh, these results though. Uh, the first of which is what it actually means for a net energy gain. Um, so in this context, it simply means that more energy was produced from the reaction than what the laser is delivered into the fuel, but it's not taking into account the energy that was consumed from the grid to power the entire system. So a quote directly from the article that's referencing this is saying energy gain in this context only compares the energy generated to the energy in the lasers, not to the total amount of energy pulled off the grid to power the system, which is much higher. So scientists estimate that commercial fusion will require reactions that generate between 30 and 100 times the energy in the lasers. Um, and this is also a far cry from sustained fusion, which is what would be needed for commercially viable uh, fusion energy. Um, but the lab that's conducting these tests is not necessarily meant for that. Uh, so they're just trying to create a net energy gain reaction so they can study the, the physics behind that and hopefully get us closer to that commercially viable uh, fusion reaction. 
Um, and so some of my thoughts on this, and then I, I kind of want to hear what your thoughts on this are too, Evan, is that it's just exciting to see some more frequent news about Fusion uh, in this space. So, you know, I started following this a couple years ago. Uh, all there was when I started looking into it was just billions of dollars being poured into private uh, companies trying to figure out Fusion. Uh, and then we saw back last December, um, the first net energy gain fusion reaction that I'm referencing here, uh, that hit the news. And then earlier this summer, we talked about Microsoft's power purchase deal with a private uh, fusion company, Helion. Uh, so we're just seeing you know, more stories coming out about this, more attention being put on, on fusion, and it's exciting. Uh, nobody knows how far away we are from actually that holy grail of commercially viable fusion energy. Um, but the fact that we've got a lot of attention going on around it uh, a lot of people looking into it and, and pouring money into it excites me. So uh, what are your thoughts after seeing a story like this? Yeah, I mean, I think of what's going on in the world right now. There's kind of two um, elements to living in a world of abundance, and we're working on one and making great progress on one, which is basically outsourced intelligence and compute, uh, which both have exponentially been improving. And now with artificial intelligence, kind of the way that it's come out recently, you know, we're living in a world of abundant information and access to instant you know, answers. Um, so abundance <clears throat> within, you know, our lifetimes on intelligence is here. Now, energy uh, is a whole other thing. And if that happens simultaneously with the improvement of AI, uh, then the world will be, you know, unrecognizable. Uh, we won't know what, what to do with ourselves at that point. Um, all of the challenges that we've kind of faced as a species, whether it's climate change, uh, transportation, even, even better compute, uh, you know, these things will be, you know, solved by uh, you know, nuclear uh, energy, and especially if it's clean. So uh, that's how I think of these things uh, is, you know, how does it affect us as a species and on a grand scale? And I like to think about abundance a lot as a technologist. And so um, that, that's my thoughts is that if we do yeah. those two things, then uh, the world will change more in, you know, 10 years than it has in the last 100 years. Yeah. I like calling myself an optimistic futurist because of stories like this, because of what Evan's talking about with uh, abundance and how it would completely transform our world if these technologies uh, came to pass. Uh, something else worth talking about here, I mentioned that LK99 superconductor um, paper that came out that everyone was kind of freaking out about on, on social media. The reason that was so significant is, well, there are lots and lots of reasons, but another one is because it opens up all sorts of different possibilities for reactor designs. Um, so again, the LK99 is still kind of to be determined if we can actually recreate the results of the original paper. Uh, but just to kind of tie those story, two stories together, I wanted to, to call that out. Um, let's move on to a local story here. Uh, we love hearing about acquisitions in the local ecosystem. Uh, we have a local uh, startup that was acquired in Louisville, uh, an AI accounting software. So Evan, give us the details on this. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so they're an accounting firm that's starting to embed AI into their practices. It's Sentient Solutions. Uh, they're, uh, like Logan said, out of Louisville. Um, so this company, their mission is to empower CPA firms with AI-based tools, uh, and they were acquired by a company called Ascend, uh, which is a large, which is a portfolio company of a very large private equity firm called Alpine Investors. Um, they're out of DC, um, and so pretty exciting acquisition, just because uh, this is kind of pointing towards the future of accounting, where artificial intelligence is deeply embedded into the workflows and oftentimes doing a lot of the work for humans, and so a lot of CPA firms around the country are beginning to make acquisitions and consolidate and figure out, you know, how does AI um, affect this industry and, and how can we get out in front of it? Um, and so Sentient Solutions was doing a great job of that. Um, and here's a quote from the founder. Uh, the big four CPA firms 
all of which have access to all kinds of technology and they've got a huge presence offshore. Um, they can really leverage all of these advantages and asset. But once you go below the big four and actually below the big 10, I'd say they are actually technology averse. He's referring to CPA firms being technology averse once you get below that big, uh, big 10 firms uh, and they're stuck in their old ways of doing things. And so it looks like this is a situation where um, the founders of Sentient Solutions have done a great job building kind of a future uh, looking CPA firm, some IP. They have a couple SaaS products that they've been developing and selling to their clients. And the private equity firm came in and saw that um, and want to combine forces with them. Now, Sentient will uh, be acquired, but they'll retain their name and the CEO will remain CEO and he'll also work with them Ascend on the leadership team there. So pretty cool story. Um, we got this one from our friends over at KYNO, uh, Stephen, and I uh, wanted to share this, but um, exciting story out of Louisville. Yeah, I know we we talked about in the podcast a lot what it takes to really grow a startup ecosystem. A lot of that is you know, having some liquidity and some capital flow into the ecosystem through acquisitions. So um, it has not been reported how much this acquisition was for. Uh, that is still confidential. Maybe that'll come out in the future. Um, uh, typically acquisitions, if they're below like 50... 50 mil, they really? don't get reported. And if it's a private company, that's another reason yeah. why they wouldn't report. Sure. Um, well, anyway, still exciting to see uh, good things going on in the Louisville ecosystem. So exciting to see that. Uh, let's move on to the AI Edge segment. Uh, so AI Edge, stories, tips, and topics for gaining an edge with artificial intelligence. Today, we are talking about Neuralink, uh, which is a company that is trying to interface artificial intelligence directly with our brains. Um, so Evan, give us some of the details on what's going on with Neuralink and their recent fundraise of $280 million. Yeah, pretty quick story here, but essentially we've talked about Neuralink a few times on this podcast. Uh, like Logan said, they're building basically a chip that can be embedded into our brains and then allow us to interface with the internet uh, and artificial intelligence you know, in real time with you know, our, our brain. Uh, so pretty crazy technology. They're making a ton of really fast progress. This is an Elon Musk company. So all of his companies move super quickly and he's doing exactly that here. Um, they just recently, over the last couple of months, got approved for the first inhuman clinical trial, which means that the government has approved them to put a chip in an actual human. Um, so they've been using pigs and other animals to test this stuff. Um, there's been some controversy around that because uh, they're pretty aggressive with, again, how they're building the company, how fast it's moving. And a lot of these animals have um, died not necessarily because of the technology, but just because of the testing. Um, and so it's been uh, pretty surprising that the FDA actually gave them approval. So they're doing something right. Um, but again, there's that controversy. Uh, but we'll see uh, what becomes of this because $280 million, uh, one, is a lot of money, but also it's uh, Peter Thiel's fund. So Peter Thiel, you know, is known for directly out of his uh, founder's fund, you know, investing in very big ideas that, you know, have a large impact on, industries. So uh, we'll see what happens here. But the U.S. government is behind Neuralink. They've approved it. Uh, they got a lot of funding. It's an Elon Musk company. So we've got to follow it. Uh, and this, the reason it's an AI edge is just because, you know, that's arguably the future of computing. If you think about kind of the uh, progression of technology from desktop to laptop to mobile uh, and then to our brains, that's kind of what Elon Musk is describing as the future. Yeah, and just to clarify um, what it, you know, what it means for the uh, for Neuralink to have FDA approval, um, kind of the first stage of Neuralink that they're going after is uh, trying to repair spinal injuries. 
using this technology. Um, so that is what the first kind of human trials will will revolve around. Um, so you know if you're somebody that's got a a spinal injury that has you paralyzed, you're you're likely willing to try um, risky technology like this to be able to do things like walk again. Um, so like Evan said, we'll continue tracking this, um, but nonetheless, uh, intriguing story that uh, kind of points what the future could look like. Other than that, we do not have a- I've got one. What's that? So oh, you tip got a tip of the week. week. Oh, please do. Tip of the week is um, using these AI chat interfaces to think of a company name. Uh, and so there's a few things you can do here. Um, you can just brainstorm back and forth with it. You can see a list 20 business names and you can give it some keywords that, you know, maybe your company does or that you want your ethos to be and it'll spit out 20 names and then you can take those 20 and then go over to Bard and then you can ask Bard, how would these fare uh, in SEO? Because it's a Google company. Um, and so you can just start to go back and forth and chat with these um, interfaces to pick company names. And so that's something I've done in the past uh, and it works really well. A brilliant tip for entrepreneurs from Evan Knowles. Thanks for that. Um, no Spotlight Series this week. We're taking uh, a quick hiatus from that so that our producers can put out some other content on YouTube. Um, so we're excited to share that with you here soon. Other than that, we hope everyone has a great week. We hope you learned something today and we will see you next Monday.